Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that know and for those of you that don't, I am a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. My work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work, as well as intuitive readings and coaching. And I am now offering plant medicine aftercare as well. And there is a podcast out there on plant medicine if you are interested in this form of connection and healing. Um, so thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for all of you that support the work. Thank you to all of you that wish to donate to support the work. You can click on the donations button if you go to the homepage and the drop-down menu, there's a donations button. You can donate as much or as little as you feel called to at this time. And every amount that you donate goes straight back into creating these podcasts, which um, are created in my own time and are free and here to assist you. So today's podcast is on soul loss. Um and soul retrieval. This is a really, really big topic. So obviously I'm not going to cover all of it in a podcast and it would be inappropriate to do so. But for those of you that have stumbled across this, that it might resonate with, I'm just going to run you through some aspects of what is soul loss from a shamanic perspective and why it happens and how we heal it. So from a shamanic perspective, everything has energy, everything has a spirit, and so do we. And when we experience a trauma of any kind, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, or mental, a part of us escapes that trauma by jumping out of us, if you like, and going to seek security, solace, to hide somewhere. Um, Now, psychologists call this disassociation. So traditionally, if you've experienced trauma of some kind, you might feel disconnected or disassociated from yourself, from uh, the world around you, from your body, from other people. And if you can track it back, it'll usually be because at some point you experienced a trauma. And that's not to say that all disassociation is to do with trauma, um, you know, or that all feelings of disconnection are to do with trauma, but um, often that can be one of the core reasons. And so it's a similar thing in shamanism. It's like an aspect of ourself, an aspect of our soul, jumps out of us and goes somewhere else for safety. And in the healing, in the shamanic healing, the shaman goes on a journey to retrieve these aspects and bring them back into the person for healing and integration. And they'll go on this journey using song, rattle, drum, altered states of consciousness, and will often call back these soul parts through music, through sound, through song, through prayer, to return. And then these aspects are blown back into the patient or um, brought back home if the work is happening distance. I don't want to give too much away about the process because it's important that it's shrouded in a sense of mystery. That's how the healing remains powerful. But ultimately, 
that at its simplest is what soul loss is about. So why does soul loss happen? Well, soul loss happens, like I say, if you were, if we are experiencing something which feels traumatic, which feels difficult in some way, um, it's as if staying in that experience is just too painful. And so we need to disconnect from it. We need to run away from it. But we can't sometimes actually physically run away from the experience because we weren't able to do that in the physical world because maybe we're trapped in some way, because we're, we were very young, um, because we froze. But an aspect of ourselves still escaped the experience, still escaped the trauma to try and protect us. And really it's a protection technique. So types of trauma that this can happen with are accident, um, any kind of accident really, anything from like twisting your ankle to, um, you know, more severe stuff like, you know, car accidents, um, concussion and so forth, any kind of shock to the system. Any sort of emotional trauma like um, the death of a loved one, uh, a breakup of a relationship, um, you know, kind of emotional manipulation and bullying over a period of time can cause soul loss. Any sort of um, physical trauma that isn't an accident, so an act of violence of any kind, including sexual violence, can cause um, soul loss. And we're trying to run away from that experience. We're trying to save ourselves. We're trying to protect ourselves. And um, we can experience prolonged soul loss if we're in prolonged situations that feel difficult or challenging. So I've mentioned... You know, if you're in a situation where you're being physically or emotionally abused or you're in a situation where you're being bullied, maybe you're in an unhappy work situation, over a period of time, that prolonged trauma, which may not be as direct or as immediate as, say, a car crash, can still cause soul loss. Now, how do we know that we have soul loss? Well, one of the key ways of recognizing soul loss is a feeling of being empty, that something is missing. And what tends to happen with soul loss is because there is something missing, like there is like a, a space within us where that aspect of us is left. It's left a space. It'll often, that space will often be filled with something else. So it tends to be with addictive uh, traits. So addiction, alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, shopping, anything like that, any kind of addictive personalities um, or forms of behavior usually stem from soul loss. It can also be addiction to other people, you know, like needing to keep falling in love, needing to have um, contact, needing to be hugged all the time, needing to be near someone all the time because you're trying to recreate a feeling within you that um, is a feeling of completion, of wholeness, of love, of acceptance. And that's a feeling that we all innately have when we are complete and whole in ourselves. Feeling disconnected, feeling lost, feeling disorientated, um, feeling confused, feeling um, like something's not right in you, um, experiencing lots of accidents or mishaps or runs of bad luck. Uh, having trouble connecting to your spiritual practice, feeling like you're picking up on energies or entities, curses, and so forth. All of these things can often be tracked to a form of soul loss or power loss because we're not complete. We're not completely in our power. We're not completely whole. 
And when we're in that state, we're more susceptible to outside influences, both positive and not so. So what is the remedy for soul loss? Obviously, the remedy for soul loss from a shamanic perspective is to go see a shamanic practitioner and to get your healing. But any shaman worth their weight in gold will also instill in their patient this idea that in order for this not to happen again, we need to have better practices in our life, right? We need to make a kind of agreement with ourselves and the aspects of ourselves that return, that we won't engage in those behaviors that created the soul loss in the first place, that we won't go back to those people that initiated that soul loss or those situations or those events or those ways of thinking or those workplaces and so forth. So it's really important that in order for soul loss not to be something that we're continually going through, that we then make changes in our life after we've had that healing and positive changes. Now, sometimes soul loss can be sort of increased um, through the acts that we go through to remedy the soul loss. So if we start, say we go on a, on a kind of... Um, on a quest to fill this space in us, and now we're filling it with drugs and alcohol, and now we're in addiction. Addiction creates its own soul loss because soul loss in many ways ends up being self-perpetuating. You know, once that doorway is opened and we've lost an aspect of ourselves, it's much easier for us to keep losing aspects of ourselves. And so often people get to a point where they haven't even realized it's happened until it's kind of really severe, until they wake up one day and they feel like, they don't know who they are anymore. Their life doesn't make any sense anymore. You know, they, they feel very disconnected or numbed in their life. They're struggling with addiction. And that's when people often seek help. But in shamanic communities, soul retrievals, they're not that big sort of, you know, hoo-ha that we have in sort of Western civilizations where we've mystified shamanism. You know, in shamanic communities, if something happens, like say you have an accident or something traumatic happens, your community will rally around you immediately and make sure that you have a healing. Any aspects of you that may have um, left your, 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 you, left you, um, are returned to you. Anything that needs to be cleared from your energy field is cleared from your energy field. And boom, you're back. You know, you're back in your power and you're back living your life. But we don't have that in um, our very disconnected lives. We fall over and hurt ourselves we have a you know we, we have whiplash we break up with someone um we experience something painful we get bullied at work we have an argument with someone and we know that something doesn't feel right we know that we don't quite feel right but we don't tend to it we don't go straight to a healer we don't go straight to our community instead we have a glass of wine or we have an extra slice of cake or you know we go on holiday or we watch netflix like we don't really deal with the event right after it happened. We often choose to ignore that an event has even happened. So I think the number one thing that we can ever do in terms of self-care is to be really aware of how our day goes and what happens during the course of that day that we may need to remedy, that we may need to address, that we may need to heal in some way. And I think the quicker we jump on that kind of, that healing train, uh, after an event has happened, the quicker we can heal. Soul retrieval work is really, really beautiful and it can be done in person and it can be done distance as well. And if you feel that you've experienced some kind of trauma that has left you feeling empty, my advice would be to seek help. You know, go see a shaman, see a shamanic practitioner, see a healer and ask for assistance. 
as I say in all of my podcasts, have discernment because there are a lot of charlatans out there that can create a lot of damage doing work like this. They can bring stuff back into your energy field that shouldn't be there, that isn't right for you to have in your energy field. So make sure that you're working with healers that know their stuff and that have integrity and are energetically clean. And yes, the work can be done distance. I've done soul retrieval work distance and it's just as effective as in person. So it's just a question of choice or whether you're able to meet with your healer in the physical world or not. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are in your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.